Welcome to Come Follow Me Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode 35 of season two. This week we are studying 1 Corinthians chapters one through seven. We're still in the epistles of Paul. Remember that Paul was writing to the various regional churches to give them advice and direction regarding spiritual matters. And the two books of Corinthians were written to the church in Corinth, which was an ancient city in Greece. Now, the first principle I want to review is one that we addressed last week, but it bears repeating this time. Uh, So when you read Paul's counsel in chapters six and seven of 1 Corinthians, you're gonna find some direction in there about how to handle legal matters in addition to counsel about marriage and marriage relationships. Now, if it seems like some of this counsel may not apply very well to saints in 2023, there's a good reason for that. Remember, this was counsel given to ancient Greeks almost 2000 years ago. It was very good for them at the time. Now, that is not to say that all counsel given thousands of years ago is not pertinent to us today, because some of it is. But that's why it's so important to listen to the words of modern church leaders and to live by the Spirit as much as we can. In 2018, President Russell M. Nelson taught the following, quote, I am optimistic about the future. It will be filled with opportunities for each of us to progress, contribute, and take the gospel to every corner of the earth. But I am also not naive about the days ahead. We live in a world that is complex and increasingly contentious. The constant availability of social media and a 24-hour news cycle bombard us with relentless messages. If we are to have any hope of sifting through the myriad of voices and the philosophies of men that attack truth, we must learn to receive revelation. End of quote. The better we are at receiving revelation, the better we will be able to balance ancient teachings with modern teachings and to know what the Lord would have us do today. Now let's look at a couple of other principles found in 1 Corinthians. I'm going to focus in chapter 3. Uh, so in chapter 3, starting in verse 1, we read, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but, a, but as unto carnal, even as babes unto Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. So Paul recognized that many members of the ancient church had only been members for a short time. For some of them, that was their very first exposure to organized religion in general, and definitely Christianity, which had only begun, uh, you know, several decades before with Jesus Christ. And they were not able to understand the deeper or kind of meatier gospel principles. So he taught them simply with what he called milk or just beginning truths. Now, the idea of starting small, especially when you are new to something or not very good at something, is an extremely important principle. When I work with people on their mental health issues, sometimes they feel like they need to make a lot of progress very quickly. Uh, Like if they finally get the courage to start mental health counseling, they want to fix all their issues right away. They want to get in and just hit everything hard and, you know, within a few weeks have resolved sometimes decades worth of problems. But not only is this usually not even possible, it's not even advisable. Um, The most effective and long-lasting paths to change are paths that are slow and steady. 
you remember the fable of the tortoise and the hare. So they get into this race with one another and the rabbit is much faster than the tortoise and the, or the turtle, but also very much less disciplined. Uh, the rabbit took frequent breaks and often got distracted with other things. And the turtle took small, consistent steps, very slow, but never stopping. He ended up beating the rabbit because of his consistency. Now, making changes to long-term emotional or behavioral patterns is best achieved through small, consistent steps forward. It's great to have large goals, but they should be broken down into smaller goals that are easy to achieve. For example, if you're afraid of public speaking, then an ultimate goal for you might be to give a 10-minute talk in front of 500 people. But if you envision that the progress towards that goal is like a staircase, then giving that talk in front of 500 people is like stair number 10 on a 10-step staircase. You don't need to go from stair number one to stair number 10 in one jump. You start with step number one, then number two, then so on. So in this example of public speaking, perhaps step number one is to just say hello to someone you don't know three times a week for a month. Then you could create a task for step two and step three and so on until you reach your ultimate goal. We all need milk before we can eat meat, both spiritually and emotionally. So when you're working on these large goals, make sure you give yourself time and be patient with the process, but also be like the turtle in the fable and strive to make forward progress every day, slow and steady progress. Uh, the next principle from this week's reading is also found in chapter three, first uh, Corinthians and verse nine. It says, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Now in the 2023 BYU Women's Conference, my amazing wife had the opportunity to speak and she talked about this topic. She did such a great job. And she taught how we are all like houses that need remodeling. And God is the one who is in charge of the remodel. And sometimes we just want him to maybe replace a sidewalk or fix the siding. Uh, nothing really dramatic, nothing that would cause long-term disruption. But we soon find that he is not interested in just the cosmetic repairs. He's trying to change us from a cottage to a castle. Life is difficult. Life is full of trials and problems. But it is through these difficulties that we become more like the Savior. Uh, my wife and I have the blessing to be ordinance workers in the Provo City Center Temple. Some of you know that that temple used to be the Provo Tabernacle. Now, the Provo Tabernacle was built in the late 1800s, and it stood for more than 100 years until December 2010, when a, when a fire consumed almost the entire interior of the building. Now, the brick exterior did not burn, and the decision was made by President Thomas Monson to transform the building from ashes and charred brick into a holy temple of God. And after many years and hundreds of thousands of hours of work hours, um, a magnificent temple stood where tragedy had once reigned. And this is such a wonderful parable for our lives. We worry when the flames start to turn up the heat. Uh, they could be flames of mental health issues or flames of physical ailments or the flames of wayward children or broken marriages. Whatever difficulties we have in our lives, they're like this fire that um, we worry is going to consume us. And sometimes it does consume us. Sometimes things burn down, metaphorically speaking, and we sit in the ashes and we wonder how things will ever be better or how we can ever be made whole. But then the Lord goes to work and from the detritus grows beauty and glory and improvement. And in that process, that difficult, time-consuming process, 
the Lord takes us from tabernacles to temples. He takes us from cottages to castles. And we could have never got there without going through the fire. But the fire has refined us to become something so much better. It's just such an important principle to remember as we're going through trials of any sort, that this is part of that refining or improving process to help us become more like Heavenly Father. We need to have faith in God. We need to trust in his timing and trust in his purposes. We need to remember that the difficulties that we face are often the very catalyst that helps us go from being natural women and men to women and men of Christ. Now, I always end my podcast episodes with an invitation to act. And I just invite you to give prayerful consideration to which of these invitations would be good for you to do. So this week's invitation is to think of a significant goal that you'd like to accomplish. Now break down that goal into at least five separate steps. Could be more if it's a significant goal, but at least five separate steps. And make sure that the first step is very simple and easy to accomplish. Then follow your steps consistently and document your progress towards your overall goal. I do have free worksheets that you can download to help you remember and implement the weekly invitations. And to find out how to get these, just sign up for my email newsletter. You can find that link in the show notes. Also, please subscribe to the podcast and um, please share this with anyone that you think may benefit from listening and acting as a result. There's also written transcripts of the podcast and you can find that link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.drdavidtmorgan.com.